1: Some leather-lunged New Yorker. He's cheering for the Panthers, but he's behind me. And he was making all these jokes. He's like, yeah, the Panthers are losing by a hair. I heard these Florida fans are rabid, but this is ridiculous. Anyways, and then security came down. Right from from everybody, because the rabbit's not hurting anybody. I was kind of hoping the rabbit would crap all over the kids. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show Hour 2, coming in hot from Century Downs Racetrack and Casino. They're yelling at us already here. Either somebody won or we're being too loud. Uh, <laughs> that's a problem Ryan Ballantyne gets regularly. Our Hour 2 guest down here live at Century. You're a loud guy, Ryan. Loud, How are you? but
2: I'm uh, never in trouble for winning. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm never in a casino in or so otherwise. Yeah. yeah,
2: you're a big poker player, hey. I I enjoy throwing cards. Yes. Okay. Is that um, that's the I'm, insider's turn? I I would say I'm better than better than average, but I'm definitely not good.
1: Well, I re- <laughs> I define good like breaking even. No well, question? so I I have I
2: I know several people that play professionally. So for me, my standard is going to be a lot higher than most. Right. Um. You know, I can I can do well in, in in your average casino but i'm certainly not quitting my job to do it for a living gotcha
1: well, I, I appreciate you coming down on a football Friday here to Century Downs to chat ball with us. You've been sitting here for a while. We've had a lot of fun today. Jim Barker in hour one, along with Coach Matt Demuck, my good friend from Cardinal Gibbons High School in Fort Lauderdale. And to be honest with you, uh, we've kind of we haven't put it to bed. I'll ask you about last night's Week Nine opener: Winnipeg mauling BC, fifty to fourteen at IG Field. Sorry, Kevin, don't blame me. It's your team. Get mad at them. Uh, Tonight here, it's the Calgary Stampeders home to the Argos and what I'm sure you would agree, Canada's game of the week for fans of those two fan bases, at least. Yeah, I mean,
2: anytime the Stamps
1: are involved, it's the game of the week as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Saturday, (laughs) Montreal goes into Hamilton and then Sunday the week closes with what a lot of people think is the game of the week. Two capital cities, Ottawa at Saskatchewan. And... um, NFL Hall of Fame game went last night. Browns twenty-one, Jets sixteen. Just for spits and giggles, did you follow it at all? Did Strevi get in? Apparently he did. Okay. Apparently I, he did. I
2: mean, I was I was watching most of that blowout last night, um, but once it got to like thirty-seven to four, I think that's when I wandered downstairs to see what the wife was up to. Right. Uh, but the Hall of Fame game. I couldn't be less interested in the first preseason game of the NFL schedule, uh, as as
1: little as the CFL preseason matters. The
2: NFL preseason even matters less.
1: even less. Well, and the thing we had Matthew Barnaby on yesterday, and I, I always wondered why he was a New York Jets fan and staunch. And he said, since he was 12 years of age, growing up in Ottawa, he cheered for the Jets. He goes, I don't watch the preseason, and I'm like, well, if you're a fan of the Jets and you're not watching, why the hell would I watch? Yeah, I think. I didn't mean to go down this road but I will preseason games in both leagues NFL and CFL have really lost any intrigue or interest to buy tickets to or go and that can't be good for the leagues
2: well yeah I think most of these teams in in both leagues now they know what their starters are gonna do they know what their starters are gonna they know who most of their starters are going into a season so at that point you've got what four or five guys battling for jobs and everybody else is there to be cut What's the point of having all of these games if that's all you're going to do? And the, the NFL's got four of them, too. It's just really a way to bleed money out of fans and get them to buy tickets for games that don't actually matter with
1: players that aren't going to play. Yeah, well, okay. So I guess... Let's start with our poll question, just for you. Sure. Because uh, your eyebrows raised. You were one of the ones here. Yes. <laughs> when I said, who's the best team in the CFL? And Coach DeBuck just said, Winnipeg, right? And you were like, hmm? Um, the, the poll is for Key Auto Group. At the Key Auto Group, you can buy with confidence, knowing that they provide reports on all vehicles they sell. Get fully informed with your next vehicle by going to keyautogroup.ca. If not Winnipeg, then who? Well, it's Toronto. It's very clearly Toronto. Even uh, Winnipeg
2: did that to BC, but go back 4 weeks and BC did that to Winnipeg. They've got a blowout each. You know, does that mean that one team is substantially better than the other? I don't think so. I mean, you 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 want to put Winnipeg in what they did last night and and they were phenomenal last night. They victimized the BC defense in a way that hasn't been done yet this season but Zach Caleros was able to hit receivers that were one to two steps behind the DB over and over and over again is that going to happen every week probably not on the flip side what Toronto's been doing they've been doing to everybody you know they they did it to BC already um Toronto is is downing teams so until Toronto gets knocked off their pedestal I I don't say how you don't have Toronto at number one in the rankings. You want to flip one back and forth between Winnipeg and BC. I'm totally fine with that. I think Winnipeg has gotten old. I think they made a statement last night, but I don't know that it's a statement that they can continue to make through the rest of the season. Um, So I'm still probably going to put BC number two in my power rankings this weekend, regardless of this result. Um, But I, you know, never mind the fact that they played... Dane Evans and, and you know, uh, the third stringer who came in in the second half. That's that's not, yeah. you well, know, they, they're I, not playing the Lions at their best.
1: As I said to Coach DeBuck last hour, it's nice to at least have a debate. There's yeah. not a real you yeah, know, it's great. runaway per se. Uh, Ryan Ballantyne with us, and I have always laughed. I uh, call him the chief punk. Uh, which you still are, right? You're okay with that. I'm fine with it. <laughs> Blogger, podcaster, he writes at 3downnation.com. And you might know him from Big Brother Canada, which you're here for two segments. I didn't tell you that. Oh, yeah, you're okay no, with that? Yeah, that's great. So we have a lot of time to get into it. Okay. Um, James in Morden, Manitoba says, everything around the CFL seems so positive this year. I like it. And it actually is. If you put the negative Nelsons aside, it's been great football and pretty positive stuff.
2: Yeah, I mean, there was, I think it was two weeks ago, every game was fantastic. Everyone. Um, And and everyone was back and forth, and everyone had tons of, you know, you've got good games every weekend, And, and you're starting to see now a couple of blowouts here or there, but On the whole, Canadian football is exciting week in and week out, and that's even with the dearth of quarterbacks that we've got right now. Everybody's injured. Nobody's starters are playing for the, well, not nobody, because Kleros and Jake are still out there, but there's not a lot of starting quarterbacks with a lot of experience, and yet, we're still getting entertaining football games
1: that come down to those last couple plays that matter. Uh, Well, so I'm just going to sprinkle in comments from our Rod Squad, the regular crew. Wayne in Victoria, B.C. says, "I agree, Ryan. The NFL preseason is of no interest to me." Jen at the Four Seasons Sports Palace says, "I can't wait for the NFL to start." And the interesting thing—I feel like she could say, "I can't wait for the NFL regular season to start." Yeah, I totally right? agree. Yeah, I totally agree. But that's still a month away. Who is calling me from New York State? Strebler, maybe. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, hold, don't get your knickers in a not, Ryder fans. We'll get around to that Riders Ottawa game on Sunday. But I got to ask you this. And you talk about Toronto being by far and away the number one team. Winnipeg just gave us something to think about after what they did last night. But Toronto, you said it. The game notes have said, like, the Argos are just mauling teams. I don't know if you're reading the game notes or not, but they're like, they don't trail in games. No. They're kicking teams' butts from kickoff to final gun. Yeah, it's
2: it's been pretty one-sided on yeah. every time they've stepped on the field this year. And, and congratulations to them. They've taken all those Stampeder players. and Stampeder's really West. Yeah. yeah, they've turned them into a, And coaches. And every Everybody. You know, and, and the Chad Kelly's the only guy in there that's
1: making an impact that's yeah. not some sort of stampede. Okay, it's interesting you say, let's get into this Calgary thing. Yeah, sure. Uh, because for a few reasons, like, as you know, I was the voice of the Rough Riders from 99 to 2018, and you called me last home game here, or two home games ago, Stephen A. Smith before there was a Stephen A. Smith. And you know what? That was not planned. It was just the way it was. You and I didn't yeah. like each other at all.
2: No, like, I, mean, at I all. look, I, I understood. I... Once I, I, I think once we met, and I was like, oh, in Ottawa, great cup, yeah, in Ottawa, great cup. I was like, oh, okay, I get it now. Yeah, it it was
1: an act to a certain degree. Rod's on the show. It's taken me like two years for people in Calgary to actually say, you know what, he is legit. Yeah, to get it, over it, that.
2: It it takes time to, you know, when you can't. It's it's not the WWE. You can't. You know what a guy to
1: face turn in one week. A guy actually, actually okay. said that to me from a radio station here in town last week. He goes, when you spend your whole career as a heel, it's really hard to turn yeah. to a, what they call them, a baby face face, yeah, face, baby face. in the ring. Yeah. But it's not about me. But in, uh, when I took over, Voice voiced the Riders in '99. You knew who bad how bad we were so we stole roy shivers and we stole danny barrett and we stole frankly fred childress and alana johnson and henry burris and uh travis moore and know the same things happened in toronto yep and they're having success with it and you guys did dip if you go back and look at those records oh three oh four oh five right well the the box years yeah yeah that but that is that a flattery or are you guys ticked off by that um i mean look it's
2: nice that the Stampeders can continue to provide teams across the league with talent. It's fantastic, and you
1: mean that you're not trolling? I, yeah, I'm
2: not. That's not trolling. Look, Hamilton took Jameer Thurman and Bo Levi Mitchell last season. Bo, uh, Bo was leaving. I'm sure they would have kept him as a backup. I'm sure they would have been happy to have him here as a backup. Um, but he wanted to start, and so we went to Hamilton. Uh, you've got Nora Malade who the Stampeders waited years. For him to get through his health troubles and stay healthy and he finally has one good season and goes off to become the highest paid defensive player in the league um it it, it's amazing to me that the the stampeters do spend money seemingly on the offensive line and on the defensive line. They did not have enough money to retain Oremolade because their offensive line is fairly high priced, um, especially through the interior. uh, And that's where they spend their money. They spend their money on receivers. They spend their money on the offensive line. The defensive side of the ball doesn't get much. But yeah, I feel good As a stamps fan knowing that there are players around the league that can be successful started here
1: now and historically like jeff the stamps fan he's like don't stop there eddie davis dwight anderson marcus crandall thomas
2: to toronto i mean i know he started in bc he was good in bc uh, but he was better here
1: so we can sit and pat ourselves on the back from a calgary perspective but you are two and five, and potentially two and six.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, it's interesting. We talked about the uh, the Stampeders and and the Jets so far because I want to quote Joe Namath uh, and I don't great care one. how the team is struggling. Um, I don't. Uh, I won't finish. I won't finish the quote there, Roddy. But uh, I don't care that they're struggling. They could be two and nine by Labor Day, and that's a legitimate thought, given that they played Toronto twice, Winnipeg, and BC before Labor Day. They could be two and nine by Labor Day, and I still think this team makes the playoffs because. Saskatchewan's not going to be good enough. Hamilton just lost both for another six weeks, so they're not crossing over anymore. And you've got uh, you've got Edmonton, who are an absolute dumpster fire and are looking at an 0-18 season. So do you see... You, I don't see Regina winning many games. I don't see Edmonton winning any games. And I don't see Hamilton winning enough to cross over. So are you're you saying good he'll enough come to be around? the sixth-best team? Yes, I think the Stampeders could make the playoffs at 7-9, and 6-10. and ten and still be a playoff team and still have a legitimate chance of coming out of the West if they're healthy at the right time.
1: Uh, 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 you look at it far more ana- analytically than I ever did. <laughs> so you're not panicked.
2: No, I, I mean, again, every again, three of their losses have been within four points. And two of those included a pick six. One of them included a return touchdown. So they're, gonna there, be they're there not there. mistakes that, that happen every week. It's just been unfortunate
1: mistakes. <laughs> <to> <laughs> Pardon me people we got to understand this is a seems to be a football thing because in hockey which is my mother tongue as you know we don't fight about power rankings and stuff but they get so mad in football and I don't know why but from camper 27 watching in Winnipeg says respect by your guest is missing Rod in <laughs> Winnipeg we've been letting folks know the past three years <laughs> I'm the same I'm copying yeah, here they're like they great Winnipeg is a great football I'm team. voting for them as as best <laughs> team, but that's me, and that's not to say I'm right or wrong. That's what's fun about this. But they've played already, haven't they, this year? Didn't Winnipeg and Toronto play and Toronto won?
2: Uh, where? Aren't they one of the losses that, that Winnipeg's got? Because Winnipeg's lost more than once, and Toronto hasn't lost. So even even if they haven't played yet, Winnipeg's lost more than one game. And, and that one game they did lose, they lost to BC very badly and they've lost other games so it, you can't tell me that the team that's undefeated is worse than the team that's lost to a couple other
1: teams in uh, two minutes that we have here we'll break and talk about the other games but i don't know what the attendance will be here but as you know i've spent a lot of time in this town the last two years and the the attendance at stamps games comes up more than anything else regarding the stamp yep so what do you think it'll be tonight
2: uh i'd like to say i mean it's a friday night it's toronto's not necessarily typically a great drawing team i'd probably say 18 19 somewhere around there uh that that would be my guess off the hop um i mean you'd you'd hope to see more but they've been averaging 21 22 but that's with a sas game that brought in about 25 so i'm probably gonna hover that about 28 cole 18 19 yeah
1: do you see that changing
2: I, I'd love it too. I'd love it too. I know a friend of mine was a former season ticket holder. He's been invited back to the stadium tonight with a pair of complimentary tickets and a uh, you know uh, uh, reception thing beforehand, trying to convince people to come back. Um, you know the Peters are trying to make inroads, and I think their in-game stuff is great.
1: Yeah. Well, you can't beat the weather you've had no. for home games. No, it's been gorgeous. It's been awesome. Uh, okay, go ahead and have a sip of water because <laughs> we're going to take a break here right away. Cole is watching in North Dakota. He says, Winnipeg's losses come to Ottawa and BC. Yeah, not Toronto. Um, yeah, Nick is watching in Esteban, the energy city. He says, the crumb back. Ottawa beat Winnipeg. Yes, indeedy. Uh, yes, indeedy. Uh, Jennifer from the Four Seasons just chiming in, and she says, Canada versus USA semifinal in the Henlinka Cup on now on TSN4. Thank you, Jen. But I don't care. Do you? Is Bernard playing? No. Then that's a no from me, dog. You'll
2: watch the gold medal
1: game. You'll watch the gold medal. Yeah, okay, when Canada's in now. But thank you for pointing that out. We'll talk about the other CFL games, whatever else you'd like to get into. Big Brother Canada, maybe some lacrosse, NFL. And on the way, former driver, now announcer, James Junkwist from the Harness Racing Circuit as uh, we get rolling tonight here at Century Downs every Friday and Saturday night. Racing happening here. We'll be back in a moment, live from Century Downs, Racetrack and Casino on the Game Plus Television Network, Channel 924 on TELUS in Alberta and BC, 427 on SaskTel Max, 1190 on Bell MTS Cable in Manitoba, also WQEE Radio, Podcast, and YouTube Live. We're live from Century Downs Racetrack and Casino on a football Friday on Game Plus Television. Although I think we're preempted in Canada on Game Plus. That's the sense that I'm getting. But we're live on WQEE Radio in Atlanta, and we're also on podcast and YouTube. We do Friday's... football on Fridays here, and CFL for now. I was just, Ryan Valentine's with us, if we can bring him in here uh, from the Horseman Podcast, Stampeders, blogger at 3downnation.com, and he's into a lot of things. You're kind of a, a utility guy, hey? You're in you broadcast lacrosse nationally on TSN? Yeah, uh, what's that master of all, or jack of all trades
2: master of none? Master of none. none, yeah. Uh, that's, uh, uh, I've, I've got my my fingers in a lot of little broadcast pies. Nothing, nothing that's full-time, but uh, I'm on the Roughnecks broadcast. I do
1: some MMA stuff. Uh, got some uh, some opportunities coming up there as well. So. Okay. Well, I just found out uh, from B Henderson watching in Manitoba says, "Damn, live golf on Game Plus. I want my RP TV." Listen, flood Game Plus with complaints on all their social media accounts. <laughs> DM them all that you're ticked off that Live Golf has preempted the RP show. And I let me know what they say, but don't tell them it was my idea because it is Football Friday. And NFL is firing up. We did brush on this a little earlier, but being a Calgary guy, are you born and raised here? I, th- I feel like you are. I, I was born in Regina. Come uh, on! Grace Hospital. Um, did, you, and, did I uh, know this? <laughs> I, I may have told That, that would have meant you were wrapped in a green
2: blanket. Uh, and- probably, probably. Uh, <laughs> but uh, my parents escaped when I was four. And, uh, and I've, I've not looked back. I've lived in Calgary ever since. Uh, so uh, Regina-born, Calgary-raised. I feel like you I don't like to, tell that story a lot, to be <laughs> Uh It's, it's always... It, it helps me when I talk about Saskatchewan for people to be like, hey, I can't believe you talk about... It. I, I was born there too, you know? like right. It's the... Okay, fair. Yeah, it's the excuse I can give when, when
1: talking about Saskatchewan. That's a good one. So do you have a... NFL-specific rooting interest here? Yeah, I'm a Cowboys fan. Nice! Um, I, you I knew know, that's what we yeah, would get Yeah, when, when
2: you grew up in Calgary, there were two options. You could either watch the Seahawks on Sunday or the Cowboys. Those are the only two teams that really got broadcast. Uh, because the Cowboys were, at the time, America's team. Troy Aikman, Michael Irvin, Emmitt Smith, everybody that was there. So they were always the game of the week. And the regional game was the Seahawks. And the Seahawks sucked. Every single week, the Seahawks would get beat up. So as a kid, you're like, "Oh, well, I'm going to watch a team it? that wins," yeah. And I'm going to cheer for the team that, that wins. So as a as you know, a ten year old picking a team, it was you know 1990, right on top of as the Cowboys started their
1: dynasty run, and and uh, I've never looked back. Well, you just kind of, I was going to ask you how old you are, but you just outed yourself with that. I came here, and I'm a, sort of embarrassed, but also kind of proud of my. I told you that from the farm. And we didn't have cable television. So I came here to college, to Mont Royal. And all my buddies were into the NFL. I hadn't watched that. I had three channels. One was French. What was I watching? Expos, right. CFL, NHL. No, yeah. Never NFL. And I'm like, oh, there's Cowboys. That Aikman's cool. You know what I mean? That's an yep. easy team to they fall in love with at the time. Yeah. So what's your take now, if you don't mind me asking? On the, on the Dallas Cowboys, America's team.
2: I mean, the Eagles are going to be tough to beat. Yeah. Uh, I think the Cowboys could make the playoffs as a wildcard team. I don't expect them to win the division. Um, but let's be honest, are they going to get another Super Bowl before Jerry dies? No. Probably not. He could die by the end of the year. Well, I mean, he could die tomorrow. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, I, I don't think until they hire a real general manager... Um, with respect to Jerry Jones and what he's built. And and he's built the most beautiful football stadium I've ever set my eyes on, ever put my feet into, um, down there in Dallas. I I love that stadium. I love what Jerry's done for the Cowboys to make them America's team. Jerry needs a GM who will make football decisions, and Jerry's not that guy. He's never going to do it. No. He's never going to do it. So as long as he's there, I don't expect a ring. But, you know, you... I, I can expect a team that will be competitive every year, if not championship quality, and
1: what more can you ask in a 30-team league? Yeah, not much. Can't ask for much more than that. And they do have three rings from his time before he really got his fingers into yes. it, as you know. Uh, from Camper27, just going back to last night's Week 9 lid lifter in the Canadian Football League, Winnipeg over BC 50-14. to 14. Camper says, I attended last night's game. Wasn't a payback game, but a game played by a level-headed team bc schooled i'm sure we don't see the uh ship celebration again as the disrespect showed in edmonton a week ago there's a lot of people saying bc was getting full of themselves
2: yeah sure sure but like you beat dom davis like Uh, they weren't they weren't not beating dane evans sure but like let's not let's not pretend you guys beat vernon adams you didn't And even Vernon vernon adams is a step up from Dane Evans,
1: and uh, he's a better yeah. player. Well, the thing is, listen, Winnipeg, you won, but you, you 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 just said it wasn't a payback game, and then you're saying it was a payback game for their celebration at Edmonton. I love, we were watching a game last weekend when the BC receivers jumped into the couches in the end zone. Yeah, I love that. It was great. We need more of that stuff. <laughs> Although, Absolutely. did you notice that Jamarcus Hardwick, the offensive tackle for the Bombers, grabbed the cameraman's camera last night? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they can be fine for that. You need, but
2: who cares? That's a prop. You need more of that. You want, I want that. I want touchdown celebrations. I want joy in the football game. I don't need, I'm so over the mentality of act like you've been there before. I don't care if you've been there before. I want you to be happy about every touchdown you score. I want you to celebrate. I want them running around the track in Commonwealth Stadium. I want them doing the the what was it? The exercise bike that they did the one time in Saskatchewan. Um, I, I want that. I want to see that kind of celebration because it brings a joy to the game this isn't some color bucket league
1: anymore some color no this
2: isn't guys this isn't guys who go to work monday to friday and then show up and play on saturday these are pro athletes let them be let them exhibit
1: some sort of personality and sell the game well two things did you know that century downs sponsors the touchdown horse at Stampeders games did you know that you do now. If you, didn't.
2: I do. I do now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, two. What if a visiting team came in and knocked the rider off the horse and jumped on it and rode it around? Because I would well, like to see that. I mean that. That's involving an animal. That's not okay. <laughs>
2: Like that yeah, that, animal is, that animal is that animal's probably not okay with it so <laughs> that's not okay. You want to you want to pick up Ralph the dog and run him around the stadium, guy in a mascot costume, go for it. Well, just... Want to surround Ralph the dog and carry him off the field to your locker room after you win? Fine. No problem. Leave the horse alone.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's cuz it's your team. Cuz you can imagine at Taylor Field in Saskatchewan we had that hot tub. In the one end zone, and when the BC Lions came and jumped in it, oh, my God, I wanted to go push their head underneath. Oh, I want to see somebody steal the plane in Winnipeg. Uh, Like,
2: go ahead, steal the plane in Winnipeg. That's hilarious to me. Just leave an an actual horse alone.
1: Uh, This is fun. Wayne in BC says, I don't tend to stick with teams in the NHL and NFL, as opposed to the CFL, where I'm a Riders fan until I die. I see we cover that you're a Cowboys fan as am I. College team. You there's too
2: much. There's there's too much college football to care. I I can't I can't bring myself like I I've got CFL, NFL, NHL, NLL, MMA like if I started adding college football to that, I'd probably quickly be divorced. And I'm more interested in staying married than I am in watching college football. It's a lot to stay on top of.
1: Yeah. There's no doubt. There's
2: too, there's too many teams, too many conferences. They're moving back and forth. You've got a Pac-10 with 14 teams or something. It, it just doesn't make sense.
1: While I have you here, because I don't know if I'll have you again, our last day at Century Downs is August 25th, and that's a while from now, but I just don't know. You're a busy guy. I should get your take on the Flames, because when you talked about disrespect to Matt, Mascots. The vision I got in my head was Harvey the Hound's tongue being y- yep. yanked out by Craig McTavish. So, what is your take on the Flames? Because that's a long conversation.
2: Yeah, I think I think there's a lot going on there. Um, obviously, uh, as much as Daryl Sutter won Coach of the Year, um, that's turned out to be an incredibly bad hire. Yep. Uh, I think I think long term. Uh, the Flames will regret bringing Sutter back. As much as I loved him as a fan and and do love him as a fan, and, and historically, you know, there's a lot of ties there, and he did good things with the team he had. Resigning him to the extension is what cost this team both Matthew Kachuk and Johnny Gaudreau. Uh, and at that point, now you're scrambling to maybe keep Lindholm. I think the, the longer that situation goes, the worse it looks on the Flames. I think they either need to get him signed to a contract or get him dealt um, and and move on. Uh, I like their opportunity to be good again this year. I think they've got good players, um, but I think they're probably a year or two away from reinvigorating the the, putting the youth in the lineup getting them nhl experience and trying to turn around a quick rebuild
1: brian in hudson bay regarding your contention that the stamps will be there in the end it's an interesting comment he writes this on the emj marketing text line 902-518-3033 he says so if they get in the playoffs with six or seven wins that's something that you would be proud of I would no, rather my not. team don't make the playoffs if they're that crappy. I don't believe that, Brian. But anyways, that, that's dumb. Honestly, yeah. that's dumb.
2: There's 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 a there's a thought <sighs> process to. Hey, in some sports, it's better to not make the playoffs than it is to make the playoffs as a bad team. In the CFL, that's not the case. There is not enough draft capital between the first play, the first overall pick and the fourth overall pick to consider tanking a season out to get anybody in the draft because the best players aren't playing here anyway. They're playing south of the border. So are you really fighting about the 12th best Canadian football player versus the 15th best Canadian football player? No, of course not make the playoffs we saw an 8 and 10 team win the st- win the great cup here we've seen uh, ottawa went in and beat the stampeders for a great cup they were 8 and 10 it's entirely possible for a garbage team to get hot for a couple of weeks and win themselves a championship no matter
1: what the regular season yeah. says and the cfl is the best league to do that well brian's a big rider fan and i know for a fact if they were 6 and 12 and got into the playoffs he'd be happier than anybody be, he'd be at the game. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I appreciate you, Brian, but come on, let's get real about it, Jim. Our Landmark Cinemas winner, and we'll can you stay one more segment, yeah, a of quick course. one after this. Yeah. Jim in Balgoni writes in. he says, "Woohoo, going to the movies! Thanks, RP Crew and Landmark. He won the contest, but he also says changing coaches in Edmonton is very similar to rearranging chairs on the Titanic, sinking ship no matter what they do." Oh, no, says Jim and Belgo You had a take on... Yeah, the I've, I've, got,
2: I've got some thoughts on Edmonton. I think you just get rid of everybody and pay the fines and forfeit the draft picks. These kids right now that are coming out in this draft year are still the kids that were affected by COVID football, which means they missed an entire season of training, they didn't really have a full season the next year after that, and so you're not going to get the kids that are as developed as they should be. I think you fire everybody in Edmonton, you pay, the, you pay the fines, you pay the penalties for going over, and you forfeit the draft picks, max out, and just move on. I think there's it's because it's not just the coach in Edmonton because the coach is also the DC and the GM the guy's got the one guy that you need to get rid of has wearing so many hats that you can rearrange the chairs on the de- the deck chairs on the Titanic and how much is going to change you're giving you're giving hats to everybody else you know you're giving G Roy Simon the, the GM job for real you're you're maybe finding somebody that these players will respect because right now, running Cornelius out there again and again and again and again, I don't know how anybody in the Edmonton locker room believes that Jones wants to win a game.
1: We're not done on this, but we're going to take a brief pause. We've got James Junquist coming up from the Harness Racing Circuit to tell you what you need to know about what's going down at Century Downs every weekend. One more segment, though, with Ryan Ballantyne, Stampeders, Chief Punk when we come back right after this on Game Plus, WQEE, podcast, and YouTube Live. Century downs, racetrack, and casino. There's always something happening down here. But particularly tonight, tomorrow, harness racing. The World Professional Chuck Wagon Association World Finals coming your way August 23rd to the 27th. You can get your tickets now at showpass.com. Arnie Jackson did such a great job of promoting it yesterday. One more segment with our man Ryan Ballantyne here. And because I said, what have we not covered yet? We've covered almost everything. And you said we have not got into... Sask Ottawa yet the finale of Week Nine in the Canadian Football League, and we'll talk about it here on this Football Friday. Ottawa favored by one at our exclusive betting partner Bet Regal going in. How do you feel about that line and the game? I mean, smash
2: it, smash that line. That's that's too low. That's I uh, think Ottawa should be favored by more. Yeah, four or five. Uh, if I if I were putting a line on that game, I'd say four or five. Um, I Mason's not fine. Let's let's be real. Like, How about let's call a spade a spade. He's Mason's not Mason Fine is not a CFL quarterback. Ooh. Um, he's just not. And and they're, you know, they were they were marginal with Harris at quarterback. They were a marginally successful team with Harris at quarterback. They are not close to a marginally successful play or they're not close to a playoff team as long as Mason Fight is in the court and then seat and uh, Dolega is that how you pronounce do, do, Dol Gala Dolagala. I don't think he's good either I, I don't think that he's sorry it's not that they're not good quarterbacks but the combination of the players they have around them it, it's not a good enough they're not good enough to win with that team and I don't know that they continue to win and it's unfortunate I think for Craig Dickinson because he come you know he doesn't make the best calls sometimes you know and and sometimes coaches can get away with that if they've got a team on the field that can win this is not a team on the field that can win
1: but the record shows that and what's interesting is we talk about jones up in edmonton and i don't know you're not a fan correct on what no, went down I, I, here i or... mean
2: i i haven't liked chris jones for a long time uh for me it's it's about how he goes about his business um you know the way he left Calgary left a bitter taste in my mouth, the way he left Sask, or the way he left Edmonton for Sask the first time, and the way he left Sask for, like, the way he left Sask for a high school job somewhere, and then he ended up in the NFL, like, it just, every, every step he makes, you look at him and it is very clear, and I get that everybody's out for themselves at the end of the day, but it is clear that Chris Jones cares about Chris Jones only and I don't care what room he's in, Chris Jones cares about Chris Jones. I get the feeling that Dave Dickinson cares about his players to a degree of... Yes, it's mutual success and all of those things. I think Dave Dickinson cares about his players. I think Craig does. I think there's a lot of guys across the league that you would say, yeah, that coach really cares about me as a human being, as well as a football player. I believe Chris Jones cares about Chris Jones. And if you're not doing well for Chris Jones, he doesn't give a damn about you. Do
1: you? Um, is there any part of you that respects that he doesn't care what you think or I think or anybody thinks?
2: No not really. I mean, congratulations, you're an asshole all over the place. Like, what? Well, I'm not sure how I'm supposed to celebrate that as a, as a uh, you know, you don't care. The problem, the reason he sucks now is because he hasn't cared for so long, and somehow people have bought into that bravado and given him more and more responsibility everywhere he goes, and results are getting worse and worse and worse. So why would you continue to give this guy more power when he's just doing less?
1: Patrol man Pete in Winnipeg writes and he Says Chris Jones will consider this a successful season if all the paychecks
4: clear.
2: Yeah, that's that's it. That's, <laughs> that's it. If, if he can, we got turn some this, good stuff going. If on. he can turn this into a fast food job somewhere in Georgia, he'll consider that a promotion. I don't. I don't understand Chris Jones as a human being. I don't understand him as a football coach. And I certainly don't think that he is well suited to be wearing as many hats as he is.
1: Uh, f- f- fair. I'm of that. He's always been good to me, and I know you respect that, right? I I respect him as a defensive coordinator,
2: certainly. Um, (coughs) But, you know, and he read the mean tweets. Not that they gave him the real tweets. Let's be honest about that. If you gave Chris Jones what fans are really saying about him, I don't know that he steps in front of the camera to read those. Fair. Uh,
1: Patrolman Pete goes on to say, Chris Jones is Dollarama Don Matthews. (laughs) I don't want Wish.com When, when you're 0-8 You're going to have to put up with this Yeah, and, and, and I guess if he doesn't care what people think Then he wouldn't care about this And it's right?
2: not just 0-8 It's winless at home since 2019 That's not his fault. He has the same amount of wins since 2019. He has the same amount of wins. Yeah, but Elizondo was the coach in
1: 2019.
2: Sure, sure, but he has the same amount of home wins as Elizondo. He has the same amount of home wins as Milanovic, who was the coach during the circumstances. And never coached the game.
1: Yeah. Milanovic has a better winning percentage than Evan Yes, in Edmonton.
2: Milano, Milanovic has a better winning percentage as the Elks coach since 2020. Uh, Kevin the and, Schooners have won as many home games as the Elks. Kevin
1: in oh, oh, Calgary God. says, I love this Ryan guy. <laughs> Great takes. <laughs> uh, beep, 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 this, oh, uh, before I let you go and yeah. we bring in James, just David in Winnipeg mentioned. David Asplund says, with Ryan being a Calgary guy, does he have any interest in the CEBL? First year with the Surge, they finished first in their home Sunday night. Are you following the league at all?
2: I haven't gotten into the CEBL yet. Um, however, my son was asking about going to a game recently. There you go. So, what got him into it? Uh, I'm sure it's social media, TikTok. Somebody at school showed up in a surge hat. He was like, "Oh, we should, we should go check out a game." He said. So, at that point, thirty-seven know, bucks, brother. I'm going to take him down, and, and we'll see what we can do. See if we can get get in there. Um, you know, I'm I'm always interested in in more sporting events, um, just not college football. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I, I'd be curious to see what the Surge are doing.
1: I mean, they were obviously successful this season. And, uh, well, they're home Sunday night. And we'll see what they can do. Conference final. Their playoffs are set up like the CFL. So there's playing games done. tonight. Brampton and Scarborough in the East edmonton at winnipeg in the west and we're following it very closely ryan valentine enjoy the game tonight stay safe and i appreciate the time pleasure
2: as always happy to happy to be here
1: we'll be right back with overtime and a special guest after this final timeout. we are live on the game plus television network wqee podcast and youtube live from century downs there is a look in century downs racetrack and casino racing tonight and saturday and we're going to tell you why you need to get down here this weekend or next weekend the weekend after and then your chances will be gone james junquist joins us at century downs and uh, our good friend karen the marketing manager here kind of gave me your bio your resume retired racer driver
4: definitely for, for now
1: For now, I am. Oh, he might come out of (laughs) retirement. You're the Tom, he's the Tom Brady of harness racing. (laughs) James Uh, Junklis joins us. And announcing now, you might actually be the Tom Brady of harness racing, now that I think about it.
4: A a few less championships than than Tom, but I mean, I I would like to work my way there if possible, I guess, right? Yeah, who wouldn't? Exactly. Who wouldn't, right? So we, I found out a lot from
1: you in about two minutes in the break, and I would just like you to repeat as much of it as you can on the air (laughs) Maybe first of all, we had Arnie Jackson here yesterday talking about the Pro Chucks World Finals here, August 23rd to the 27th. People see it over their shoulder. Tickets on sale at
4: com. But that isn't what you do. No, man. We, right. we do kind of the same thing, but we're a little bit more like uh, the Ferrari version of that. We don't have cool. the outriders. Uh, they go a lot faster. They do. They st- have a rolling start behind a gate instead of the standing start for the standard bread. So it's a lot of fun. We get up to about 55 kilometers an hour. Uh, I know that because I was at about 55K when I had one stop and send me headfirst into the track about two years ago. Uh, really? That's why i say lightning mike Hennessy is my best friend he was the only guy in the race that didn't run me over so i mean that that was nice of him uh he's also my ski partner we spend quite a bit of time up north but uh it was time for me to step back at that point i think and you're announcing now uh yeah i, I work with uh my cohort josh murphy we we do a lot of in-between analysis in the races and you know we have a lot of fun we may not pick the winners like track announcer murray slough but uh, we have a lot of fun missing sometimes so Trey Kolbeck is watching, pardon me, he says, number one, he goes, it's
1: James time. He's an announcer in Winnipeg, right? Absolutely. Mr.
4: Manitoba, he's my
1: boy. Um, Ryan in Toronto says, the shows have been great all week, Rod and team. Well, it is true team effort, but uh, we love Century Downs. It's such a wonderful home for the program. We've had great guests all week. And um, lots to get into here with James. You just said the harness racing horses go faster than the Chucks?
4: Yes, they do. I would not have bet on that. How much faster? Uh, about 10, 15K at top speed. One, one of the things about them is is our, the Chucks are pulling a heavy wagon. Even though there's four of them and, and they're galloping, uh, our horses have to stay on a pace. They have to, left legs, right legs have to move at the same time. So they, you see them out there, they have hobbles. The Chucks, there's four of them. They're pulling a heavy wagon. The heaviest thing that the harness horses are pulling are the driver and the bike. Um, the, the wagon they pull or the bike they pull is about maybe 40 50 pounds with wheels and everything and then you add a driver uh either like mike Kennedy, who's in, comes in around 180 or uh one of our good friends and he's probably listening right now chris tons of dun brown comes in around 260 so definitely a different size variant
1: no kidding so that's the other thing. So you guys are racing every Friday and Saturday night, but I see these horses going around the track every day. Could you explain their schedule?
4: Well, so most of the horses, they'll race, say if they race Friday, they'll get Saturday, some of them Sunday off, depending on how hard they race or what class they're in. Um, they'll come back and go four or five laps, which is be about three miles on, on their first day. After that, they kicked up to get kicked up to about five miles. Ah, uh, during the week, some guys, depending on their schedule, will train a horse in the middle of the week. They'll they'll go a mile somewhere around 240 to 220, just to keep them in shape. Uh, some guys just jog all the time. Like it's it's really just a, a sense of your own schedule, and that's why you see some guys that are are winning at a different rate than other guys. It's it's just like a coach of a team. You, each player is individual.
1: Our uh, viewers sticking with us. Number one, Jeff, the Stamps fan, says 260. <laughs> would that not be a
4: disadvantage? Uh, you know, one of the things about the sulkies that we have is they're built almost on a fulcrum. There's, a, there's leverage. If you look at the way the wheel is set to where the seat on the bike is, it actually provides a bit of lift for the horse. So the weight is, it can be a disadvantage on a muddy or off track, but on a fast track, it's not as much as you would think.
1: Connor, viewer Connor Anderson says, so where are
4: these races? You got them peaked now. We're here in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Uh, you can find us on HPI, Bet. Uh, you can find us on our, our all over the place. I'm sure Karen will put it up on our website for us to find. We'll get it out there, but... It, it's a, it's a great product to watch we have a horse like Shark Week who's won 7 races in a row he went a mile in 40 149 and 2 which is faster than anybody outside Quebec and Ontario has ever gone so he's back tonight trying to win 7 in a row but he's been off for about a month so it's, it's going to be tough to see him uh, maybe take on that field tonight. And on top of that, there's a horse in there, Outlaw See My Shadow, that had won 15 in a row in BC. So we have some very good animals out here. and It's impressive to see them go, especially Shark Week. He's, he's been begging to go out east, but owner Lauren Duffield really wants to, to have an, an amazing horse here to watch. So it, we're, we're blessed to be able to keep him around. I'm fascinated. Shark Week. Yes. That's his name? Yes. How old is he? He is a five-year-old right now. Wow, and who trains him? He's trained by Rod Hennessy. His son Mike Hennessy drives him right now. Actually, in Trot Magazine, uh, it's a Standardbred kind of our ESPN mag or Sports Illustrated. They're the cover cover horse right now, Mike and him. It's an amazing story. Uh, if you can find the article on standardbredcanada.ca, it's it's a really good read. I don't want to tip too many people off to it, but the ups and downs of the horse and the driver are a heart wrenching story, and it's really something you should get into. There you go. Wow, I love it. Thank you for that. And that's thing. So they're asking. Asking,
1: you know, where are the races? Where are you located? We're at Century Downs, Northeast, Calgary. Mm. Uh, I don't know, are we specifically Balzac? Is that, yeah, <laughs> technically Balzac, Alberta, just north of Calgary. But this is, we've talked a lot with the Chucks and the Stampede mm. and Bull Bustin. Just stick to the horses. This is the horse racing mecca right here where we're at. Absolutely. And, and I'm talking about the streaming
4: and the televisions in the lounge, too. Like, if you want to bet on horses, this is where you come. Absolutely. Right? Right. And so, this is something that, that I love to explain to people about paramutual gambling or when you bet on horse racing. When you come in to bet on horse racing, you're not playing the casino we're playing each other right so if you come to the races friday or saturday night and we're, we're sitting down it, it's basically like a fantasy team like say say for a pick 4 for example where you're going to pick four races together and they're in a row and you need to pick the winner of those four races if there's an average of eight horses per race Basically, those are your eight players you can pick from. So you want to pick, you can pick all of them if you want, just more players you pick, the more it's going to cost, right? And at the end of those four races, there's a pool that pays out, and if you're one of the winners, you and whoever else is one shares in that pool. So it's a fantasy league that just runs for four races. I think is the easiest way for me to somebody that hasn't been to the track to to wager to do that. And we have a pick five wager that's a 20 cent bet. So you can pick three, four horses per race and not spend $50. And our pick five carryover last year was up to well over 10 grand at one point. So,
1: Well, and the events that you have here. Well, here's Trey in Winnipeg. Right, and he says, Century Downs is the top track in Western Canada. Sorry, other tracks, but it's true. <laughs> and the interesting thing, how I love getting my eyes opened after years and years and years as the voice of a team were explaining why I, this is more fun now. Mm-hmm. It's like when I went to the LPGA Canadian Women's Open, I walked up to the golf course and I was like, this is the Super Bowl mm-hmm. at a golf course. Absolutely. Coming here for Packwood Grand on Saturday. I thought, "Ah, oh, it's nice. Karen tried to prepare me for it.
4: Nope. Immense. It's it's quite an event. It's yeah. Uh, between Packwood, Packwood Grand and, and Karen Franco, and Josh, and, and Fiorella, and the rest of the marketing department, Kyle here, they do an amazing job the facilities people too getting this place ready and, and and making it available for that many people and the horsemen like it too because I, I mean we'll have a video probably up soon that has uh, one of the horses coming down the stretch and you see just being surrounded by the crowd and, and the roar of the crowd as they come in is it's really cool to feel and it's something that I really like to, to see happen daily or every race day here because I mean if you can put 200,000 200, people in the chucks over a 10 day period there's no reason no reason We shouldn't have a thousand people per race day here plus you have a beautiful facility to come to absolutely you know what i mean you turn the corner and you see the rocky mountains right behind you who doesn't love those yeah so there you go there's your harness racing
1: promo from uh, mr junquist somebody wrote in here and said what a great football friday and uh, it was but we should mention (laughs) that you are a fan of the purple yeah How's that going for you? You
4: know, it's rough. Uh, being steeped in mediocrity, their entire history, is is something apparently I look for in a team. Uh, both my favorite teams are absolutely as mediocre as you can get. Um, so, yeah, I, uh, apparently Delvin Cook is useless these days. I don't understand that. Why he can't uh, play there, yeah. I, we're just going to keep throwing the football deep down the field to the other players. Uh, Jeffrey's at Jefferson, he's only so good. You know what JJ. I mean? I, I, yeah. he, the other JJ in the world—that's yeah. not me. Uh, he's only so good. Poor—we got a rookie that's going to be amazing, but I think we need to find a quarterback. And Kirk Cousins, God love him, please throw to the purple team. Uh, I love. It. Have you
1: watched Quarterback on Netflix yet? If you had time, I, I have not yet. You got it. When you have a chance, watch it. You might actually start to like Kirk Cousins. Uh, and Jeff the Stamps fan says Kevin the Medium has nothing to say today. Kevin's here. He hasn't said a word all day. It's <laughs> Write it down. James Junkwest, thank you for coming down, man. Appreciate all you do, and I'm uh, looking forward to seeing you at the races.
4: Thanks, man. I appreciate it.
1: All right. Um, uh, there will be no show Monday, long weekend, so be safe, everybody. We'll be back on the air Tuesday, noon Eastern, right here on Game Plus TV and the Key Radio. Who has more fun than us? <laughs>